The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of the Two Point Conversation Football Talk for Fans by Fans right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts and alongside with me, uh, as always, for our discussion topic episodes, he is the Wizard of Jaws, Derek Jaws. How we doing, buddy? Hey, friend. How we, go- how we doing? Uh, I'm good. I just survived a, a nice 12 hour shift. I'm going to do another one tomorrow and I'm feeling good. I'm excited for that, that, that OT money for once. Ooh. Yeah, I know. It's cool. Cha-ching. I know. I know I got nothing on you and your work schedule and you know, but, yeah, but I don't, I don't do overtime, so I could, I choose not true. to, but y'all, you get, you get like, like when you do work though, it's, it's I know it's rough, right? You're a busy uh. dude. You're a busy dude. Very much so. I'm I'm getting beaten down. I'm I'm actually struggling quite a bit today, to be honest with you. But this, you? Is, this is making me feel better. Well, that's good. Podcasting is cathartic for me. I don't know if cathartic is the right word, but we're going for it. I'll roll. Fuck let's it. roll with it. Rolled it. Let's roll with it. I'm happy to hear it's hard. It's uh, it's it's a good part of your day. So um, so yeah. So as we always do, uh, we're just coming off of week twelve. Jazz, you're gonna start this one off for us. Um, your biggest takeaways from week 12 of NFL action. Uh, I'm going to tell you straight up, up front. Here we go. Absolutely nobody outside of the division leaders wants to make the playoffs in the NFC. And even some of those are a stretch. The Rams are on a three game losing streak and they're still the five seed. Oh, I know. That's insane. That's bad. That's so bad. And like, we're talking about other divisions that like just they're these division leaders just can't get out of their own way. Uh, and some of it's injury based, you know, uh, the, um, the Cowboys taking a loss without their top two receivers. But like, you know, if, if that's not, a, if, if injuries aren't a good enough excuse for one team, they're not a good, good enough excuse for anybody. You got to find a way to win. Right. Right. Um, the 49ers, they might've figured it out, but they got to stay healthy. They, they they look like they've gotten something going. They look like they might actually have a little bit of a role going here, but then they lose their best athlete, and that's tough, at least for a week or two. So yeah, that that is a, that is certainly a tough break. That is certainly a tough break. Um, yeah, there's a lot of wild shit happening in the NFL this week. Definitely was. Um, Cam Newton is officially washed. Oh God, that was so bad. Oh, so like officially, like there's no debating right now. There's no like, oh hey, it was cool to see Cam Newton suit up again. Nah, that dude is is boo boo. He's out. Yeah, that was that was tough. It was tough to watch. And like, and last week he didn't do bad. Like he didn't do bad. Twenty one for twenty seven. Like didn't do terrible. He didn't win. Right. Like, I mean, you're you're not. Again, wins aren't a quarterback stat. We talk about it a lot on the show. Like. You can't blame that on him. He didn't turn the ball over. He looked pretty good. He didn't, you know, he he didn't he didn't hurt the team by any means. And then last week, boy, whew, a five QBR, a five. Right, I could, walk, two I, I could walk out there barefoot with one arm and get a five. <laughs> he had what, like he, two IMTs, got a five, two completions, something, some two three completions. It was terrible. He was like, what was it? I think it was like three for 15 or something or five for 12 or yeah, know, something some like that. just gross stat. Um, dolphins are getting interesting. I think that's uh, on the flip side of that. They, they, they're making a little bit of a run here in a muddled AFC. Uh, I don't know if it's too late for Miami. Now, I mean, obviously the division is out way out of their control, but I, I don't think a wild card is too far fetched. I think they got some pretty favorable matchups coming up. They sure um, do. They're done with Buffalo. I think they have one more, with, one more with New England. But they're and they're, they already won one with New England, which is impressive in itself. It's true. That is true. Week one they did. So, um, I, 
I'm not ready to count Miami out completely right now. I, it's hard to really count out anybody aside from like the Jets, the Texans, the Lions, and some of these other bottom like mouth breathers um, that we have in the <laughs> that we have in the NFL this year. But um, I, I'm I'm not done with Miami just yet. I, I think if it, they might be able to squeak in. I'll tell you, and that's one of my takeaways is the AFC might be the exact opposite. The NFC, everyone wants a piece of the playoff pie. Yeah. Everybody wants it. You know, where the where the NFC, like nobody wants to just run away with it when there's more than enough room to run. Uh, the AFC is g- log jammed and it's right down the middle. Uh, it, everyone wants a piece. Everyone is fighting for a spot. And I mean, like you said, aside from the Jets, the Texans and the Jaguars, I mean, no one's really out otherwise. No, no, not really. Um, other than that, biggest things. Uh, we're going to talk about the charge a little bit later. Steelers, man, Steelers falling hard on their face. I thought maybe a little bit making things a little interesting. They're still in the mix somehow, some way, but um, to get swept by the Bengals and lose three straight against them is uh, pretty, it's that's very un uh, <laughs> uh un. Oh, Jesus Christ. What's their head coach's name? <laughs> Mike Tomlin. Of them. Like it's very un, un Mike Tomlin like of them. Yeah. Uh, this, uh, I don't know if you saw it and I don't know if it stayed this way with the final score, but at one point they were talking that this was going to be the biggest margin of loss, not only to the Bengals, but in general for the Steelers since the eighties. Jesus. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Crazy to think about Bengals football has, uh, I, I guess come back. It's arrived a little bit. They look good. Yeah, they look good. And uh, also the Rams little spending spree is obviously not amounting to a whole lot. I think that's the next next big thing um, that I wanted to acknowledge. Uh, we did talk about it, I think, a couple of weeks ago about how how long that this could last. And it's obviously blowing up in their face. Matthew Stafford's playing hurt. Um, and their guys, like I said, you lost three straight. You're still the five seed. But uh, you know what I mean? Like it, it's just not looking good. It, it's it's not. one of the situations where it's like, man, Matthew Stafford, MVP candidate at the top of the, uh, the, the first half of the season, maybe even the first quarter. Um, and this team was just playing lights out. And now they're just like everybody else. They're just like everybody else. And it's, uh, it's crazy. And this is like the point of the season too, where we know what teams are like, right? We've said that we're in the final stretch here. And if this is what the the Rams are going to be like for the rest of the season. Oh boy, hold on, rough one. hold on to something, Rams fans. Uh, yeah, it's not a good stretch. It's not a good stretch. And also, uh, I think we cursed uh, Kirk Cousins. Um, <laughs> we sure did, didn't we? I have a habit of doing that for discussion topic episodes, and um, I was like, man, I'm trying to put him over, make him sound really good last week, and uh, then he lines up underneath his right guard. So I just. <laughs> I know one of one of the one of the best ones I saw, and that was the uh, the guys from Impractical Jokers, like in the studio room, yes. like all right, now line up behind you, now line up behind your guard, and then like, <laughs> it does it, and then they show that you show them dying or laughing. That, that was, oh god, it was so good, so good. I'll tell you, I got one more here, man. We are sure. in for one hell of a Monday Night Football game this week. I'm excited. Uh, the Pats are rolling into Buffalo. It's allegedly the hottest team in the NFL. The Bills are getting healthy. Uh, Feliciano's off IR. Brown and Latulier are off the COVID list, uh, obviously losing Trey White, but I mean, getting those three big pieces back is huge for them. Uh, cue the, uh, the sound clip of Michael Buffer. Oh, let's get ready to rumble. It's going to be good. You going to that game? I sure am, bud. Okay. I had to make sure. I- I'm contemplating this. People all oh, know I-, I shouldn't. I can't. I'm just going to just, just no football, no live football games till Indy in a couple of weeks. But there man, what a good ticket, though. That's going to be like, I, I'm yeah. excited. I think I said it last week. I said it before. I'm excited that Bills and Patriots are both good at the same time. Um, I know, and we've had a lot of uh, discussions in the group chat. I know you've been very adamant about not crowning them. And of course, that's fair. Um, but but you make good counterpoints. Too. Like, well, we don't know like what both these teams really are. We don't. Buffalo and Patriots are battling for number one in the AFC East. And um, they don't really have an identity. Either one they of don't. them. They don't. So um, it is it is very, very exciting stuff um, that we're, we're, we're about to witness. I, probably the first Monday Night Football game I've been excited for in, in probably a couple months. Probably. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but like they're, they're feast or famine, man. They're either really, really good or you're just like, 
Oh yeah, they played last night. When you wake up on Tuesday, right? Like the Giants and, and Bucks from last week, or I mean, know. even even the game last night. Oh yeah, like, Washington oh, yeah. and Seattle. Yeah, everyone. That's called like, a segue. Segways are fun. They are. My fat ass doesn't fit on one. <laughs> Ditto, brother. Big boys. <laughs> Big boys season. All right. Discussion topic number two, ladies and gentlemen, listeners. Uh, Russell Wilson. All right. Uh, has not looked very good at all since coming back from his thumb injury, um, which he came back in after four weeks. They believed it was, a, or I think originally it was like a six to eight week waiting window uh, for him to return from injury. But, uh, you know, he pushed himself. He, you know, he did his invisible huddle claps, which I'm always going to make fun of for the remainder of time where he's he's breaking up huddles of nobody and (laughs) calling plays and all that jazz. But, no, man, he's running plays with John Cena. Yeah. (laughs) Play and make. Oh, my God. Um, Anyways. (laughs) I know. I know. Uh, did he rush himself? I mean, I, I want to ask the list. I'm going to give my points, of course, this too, because this is my turn. But um, did, did he rush himself back too quickly? Is this his last rodeo in Seattle? And has his contract stunted Seattle's ability to win? I'm going to start off with the uh, rush back too quickly points. Um, I mean, clearly, clearly, he doesn't have the same touch. But this is back half Russell Wilson football that we've kind of seen for the last half decade. Right. I mean, even last year, right. He went from MVP, let Russ cook to uh, the kitchens closed on Russell Wilson in the second half of the season and just very, very mediocre play. Um, but even still, he looks worse than usual for us, for a, a second half guy um, is his second half of the season trajectory usually. And uh, like I say, even like we were talking about it in fantasy, uh, our fantasy preview this uh, this past Saturday. And uh, Russell Wilson's not a must-start guy anymore. He was probably, you know, a top draft pick for a lot of people as far as quarterbacks go. And, I mean, how could you not, right? The weapons around him. You got DK Metcalf, you got Tyler Lockett, you got uh, the Gerald Everett, Chris Carr, all these pieces. Uh, and he's not doing well. Like, there were, I feel like the Seattle, that Seattle's offense was looking better from a fantasy perspective underneath Geno Smith. And eh, maybe that's just the eye test, maybe just a hair, but, uh, but it's, it's, it's not good. It's, it's not a good situation to be in. I think he did rush himself back too quickly. Um, And obviously I think Seattle's success hindered on that, whether he came, you know, depending on when he came back, but this team is in too much of a, is in a very big mess. Um. So I guess you know we'll, we'll break this question down into uh, into three parts. So do you do you believe that Russell Wilson uh, came back too quickly? Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and I'm going to break this into my my coaching and my baseball acumen here. Uh, when it comes to throwing, I mean, and, and the, the injury was on his throwing hand, so it's not like he's just wearing a protective club on his other hand. And he's a little off balance. Uh, I mean, you you know yourself when you throw a football. It's not just two fingers and a thumb like a baseball. It's your whole hand. And actually, right. like your your middle two fingers, your you know, your go fuck yourself finger and your I hope you fuck me for the rest of your life finger are uh <laughs> you're welcome for that, by the way. Are uh you know, I mean they're they're important when it comes to holding and gripping the football and spinning it, you know. Uh and if if at any point in your throwing motion something hurts or something's wrong, it affects the whole thing. Right. You know, you have, you have a small pinch in your shoulder. It may not bug you until the very end of that release, but then, but you know, you're slowing down a hair and that release just isn't there. Yeah. And that stems all the way to your elbow, your forearm, your bicep, your tricep into your back, into your chest and into your hand. You know, if he's not being able, if he's not able to grip the ball the right way, I mean, his ball doesn't look like it's got the normal zip. Uh, It doesn't look like it's got the same touch. I almost wonder if he doesn't have to maybe numb the finger to play. Um, you know, take some type of shot to numb that. And now he's just not controlling the ball as well. Cause I mean, he's missing bad, bad throws. I mean, he's missing easy throws really bad. Like, like this, the stuff we knock Lamar for bad. Oh yeah. That's a great, that's actually a really great point. Yeah. I mean, I just traded like, like DK's obviously hasn't been had a good couple weeks since, since Russ returned. He hasn't had a good, actually had it has been, you know, have you heard since like like the news that broke that he hasn't had a good game since no he hasn't apparently uh dk was in the dms of an only fans model 
trying to get her to come over with some friends for a foursome. And she got there and he changed his mind and kind of backed out, was a little intimidated by the three-on-one scenario. And apparently now he's being made fun of in the locker room for bailing on the four-way. Oh, it's a wrap. There's drama in Seattle. <laughs> There's, the 12th man can't save this, these guys. Sure uh, can. They can't. It's, uh, but, but yeah, I just traded DK Metcalf. He was like my first-round pick this year in one of my fantasy leagues. And I just traded him for a, a, a coming off of IR, Kareem Hunt, and a tight end, Pat, and tight end Pat Fryermuth. Um, and I don't regret it at all. I think I, you know, if everything kind of pans out the way you expect, it's, it's not a bad trade, but, uh, but yeah, Seattle's in like, we thought Seattle was going to, you know, everybody, every other team in the NFC West is making things interesting, except the Seahawks. And that is, um, that is shameful. Last year, this was the best division two years ago. This is the best division in football, um, hands down. And, and the last couple of years, it kind of has been, but, Lately, it uh, yeah, this year Seattle's kind of falling apart, but um, there are a lot of rumors, and uh, there are a lot of rumors going around that that the Seahawks could be looking to, um, not release Russell Wilson, of course, but shipping him out. Their salary cap situation is 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 very very tightened, and actually these I guess these two parts of the question, um, go hand in hand, uh. Russell Wilson's contract is really, really not given, in my opinion, the Seahawks the ability to put a championship caliber team around him. When did they win the Super Bowl? Right? It was a, or right? Yeah, uh, it's second second year, third year. Twenty thirteen yes. was his was his second year rookie contract. He had the Legion of Boom. He had to pay all these pieces. Uh, Seattle was a scary good team, top to bottom. It was really hard to find a hole in. He had Marshawn. All these guys. All right. Now I, I just took a like Russell Wilson's cap hit over the next couple of years. Um, and, you know, of course it, with like 30, $40 million hits and like, they've been releasing like pieces. Like they let, let go of Carlos Dunlap last year who did a pretty good job. And when, upon his arrival, sales defense looked not too shabby, um, but they let him go because of salary cap stuff. So I I'm, I'm thinking that they have no choice. They haven't tried to restructure his deal, which is, um, you know, to, to free up space, to give him an offensive line or to really get him some weapons, get him a defense, get him an offensive line for Christ's sake. Um, they haven't tried to restructure it. So my idea, I, I really do. And, and the, the idea of it is really heating up amongst, uh, you know, media members and uh, is that they're going to try and trade him. Uh, this upcoming off season because they just can't afford the contract and uh, they can try and restructure this off season. But the fact that they've made little to no effort to do it over the last couple of years, knowing that the situation was, was, was coming to a head soon. A um, little inclination that, uh, that, that Russell Wilson could be on the move. I know it's a, it's a bold, spicy, hot take right now, but uh it wouldn't surprise me. A lot of rumors are saying that maybe Russell Wilson to the to the New York Giants, going to big market, him Sierra, do the thing out in the Big Apple. It's not really a uh, it's not a bad career move, I guess comparatively. It's really not. And you know the if you look at when Russell had the most success, they had a running game. They haven't had a running game since Beast Mode left. Correct. You know, and I mean that's when you have Russ did really really well. You know, and and last year they tried to commit to the run, um, and it didn't work. And they ended up having some success when they let the offense run through Russ. But now I, Russ is banged up. And if you're if you're going to talk about a restructure, now is the time. Like, hey, man, we're three and nine. You're not playing well. Let's talk about this deal. Yeah. Like we had because we think you still can do it. We think you still can play. But we're worried that if you can't, this is going to bite us long term. So let's talk about it. And if he says, no, I so we signed the contract, which he has every right to do, just like they like, I want more money. Well, you signed for this, but I want more. Okay. Well, we're not, we're not giving you more. This is the other side of that coin, right? You like, I, you signed this contract. That's what I want. All right. right well, we're going to trade you. Well, does he have a no trade clause? Does he get to pick where he goes? You know, d- is there no, is there no, no trade clause? Cause he never thought he'd get traded. Right. Who knows? Um, you know, obviously the details of that are, at least unknown to us at the moment. But I mean, the other problem here is like you, they went and paid Jamal Adams a whole lot of money. He's not even their best player on defense. 
No, no. Yeah, right. They acquired. They traded him from the. They traded for him from the Jets, and they had to pay him a yeah. bunch. They had to give him a nice extension. That's what he was looking for. So, ah. you know, and, and I think yeah. it's doing Bobby Wagner a disservice because you know there's a dude who is the heart and soul of your team and your defense, and you know you're watching this other dude. You're paying a safety like big, big, big money to not play safety. Right. Like it, it just, the whole thing seems mismanaged to me. Uh, Russ's injury doesn't help. I think he, I do think he rushed back to try to like, Hey, you know, team, how many teams win and have great success without their starting quarterback. So I need to come back. But at this point, I mean, if you're Russ, you got to consider shutting down. Yeah. You got to I mean, consider, I mean, cause you're, you're only damaging your look right now. If you say you can play, I expect Russ. I don't, I mean, we could talk about the same thing with Baker Mayfield. You know, if you're not able to do the job that you're supposed to do, having you out there just because you are who you are doesn't do it for me. I need you being who you are, not just resting on your name. Right. I mean, fortunately for Russ, the uh, the, the the fans haven't turned on him yet, quite like right. they have in Cleveland, and that's a positive thing. Uh, I think it's kind of hard to uh, to really turn on Russell Wilson. I think he's a good dude at heart. Uh, it's not to take anything away from Cleveland, but we all know Cleveland's a, uh, a what do they call it? a rust belt city, much like Buffalo, very tough people. And they well, just want to win. You know, Baker came in with all these promises and all this hype. Russ just came in and started doing well. You know, nobody, nobody expected Russ to be like, yeah, he oh, was worth- shit. This dude's top 10, top five, like third round draft. I think he's a third round draft pick. So yeah, like yeah. nobody, nobody expected that. And then it happened. So, you know, when you're walk when you walk in and you're, uh, you know, big Dick Baker and you live in the stadium and, you know, first overall pick and, you know, basically Johnny football without the cocaine problem. Um, <laughs> you know, I, it's tough, man. It's, it's, it's tough to hate a guy who just shuts up and plays and who is coming out now and potentially playing injured to try to save your season. I don't think the season's savable anymore. I, I, I think shut it down, get your hand healthy and, Look toward next year. Yeah. And I mean, it's a tough pill to swallow. Seattle's had a good run. I think in the last, since Russ has been around, I think they've only missed the playoffs maybe once. This might be the second time. Yeah. Um, and they, they, they just missed it when they did. And I, like I said, I could be mistaken, but yeah, when you're sitting at where you are at right now, uh, with little to no hope, and I get it, the NFC is not, it's not deep. Right now, right? I th- Washington is the current seventh seed with a uh, with a what five and six record. I th- I, I have to imagine five and six, six and seven, something like that. That's they're this current seventh seed right now. Um, yeah. You don't have. I, it's kind of done. It's you just gotta call it in. Pete Carroll's kind of one of those stubborn coaches who be like, no, 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 we're gonna keep Russ in and. Or, or even Russ, he's like, we're, until we get eliminated, I'm going to play. Um, but yeah, it's just not worth it. It's 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 not worth it. And if, yeah, if they're going to trade them, they're going to have to you know protect that asset. So right. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's the Russell Wilson conversation. Things are very very interesting right now in Seattle. I haven't seen them down like this in a long time. Like this is pretty crazy. That's. It kind of goes to show you how much that Russell Wilson has. Uh, how what do we call it? Like the the Spider Man meme, uh, like the the glasses. Like how much he's like disguised all of Seattle's like deep down rooted issues. Yeah, he has. Um, but at the same time, that contract is is not doing the team a whole lot of favors. Um, all right, discussion topic number three. Definitely wanted to start off with you for this one. I have my opinions. I've kind of shared them throughout the week, but uh, I want to have an outside fan um, give their take. So the Indianapolis Colts have blown their third 10-point lead of this season. Matt, Matt. What? I, I can see you getting angry. Deep breath, buddy. You can get through this. You can get through the topic. I'm good now. I'm good. I'm, everything is peachy. I, Listen, everything you're you're going to have to do the same thing for me if we lose to the Patriots. So I know. I'm just. I'm here for you, buddy. I, I I'm here for you. At least everybody is. I'm just so so miserable about it. Um, <laughs> but where does the blame go? I mean, you've watched the Colts play here and there. You're you're pretty into everything. Where does the blame go? 
And is a team like this even deserving of a playoff opportunity? I'll tell you what, man, the Colts are that team that I don't want to see in the playoffs. Um, you know, I think they're a lot better than their record shows. And I mean, those at the same time, like, so, so you've blown three 10 point leads. So the answer to beat the Colts is to get the lead or keep it within two scores. Right. Which is a problem. So, I mean, and now I've watched a few, I've watched obviously the bills game, which was cringeworthy um, on my end as a fan, but those are the easy ones to watch. Right. When you, when you're watching like, Oh, what's wrong with this team? Nothing. They won 49 to nothing and they run for 900 touchdowns today. Right. Like that, that's the easy one. But when you see these three 10 point losses, like, you, you almost have to say that's a game plan thing, right? Like it's not like they're just handing the ball over in bad spots or, you know, and like, I don't know. I, I, I watched a little bit more of this game um, this past week than I normally do, obviously because I'm, I was vested in it and uh, you know, but to sit there and see like you have a 10 point lead and you stopped, you, you didn't use Jonathan Taylor until you were chasing the lead. Right. That's that's backwards football to me. Like, and oh, well, he really couldn't get going. Now he looked like he went, he got going pretty good there in the fourth quarter. Like at, maybe he was fresh and the defense wasn't, but I don't know. I, I think, I think Frank Reich is a good coach. I really do. Um, sometimes I, I wonder, does he have that old school mentality of you get a D like you get a two possession lead and you play not to lose as opposed to playing to win. You know, he's, do, he's do shown you, that a lot. Yeah. You know, and, and that's really, that's where I would put the blame is like, you know, and this, this, this team right now feels a lot like the bills of two years ago, you know, the bills of two years ago would, you know, would, would be in a tight game and have a shot to put you away. And all of a sudden you're sweating it at the end because you just, you know, had a shot to be maybe be a little bit aggressive, maybe put the game away or, you know, chew some more clock or whatever it might be. And, oh, well, smart football here says punt on fourth and one on the 49 going out like, okay, does it though? Then, you know, your, your punter punts it in the end zone. They get it on the 20. It's a net punt of 30 yards. Like I'm all for, you know, the field position game and stuff, but like how much of that, is you know an older i mean he came up at a different era in football you know and it's how many times and you would know this more than i would how many times could they have been a little bit more aggressive and didn't or like just started like safer play calls as opposed to some maybe their bread and butter we know this is going to work we know this is a five-yard chunk play for taylor but you know what we're we're going to run this uh we're going to run this a little different. We're going to come on a different formation that helps them pack the box a little more because, you know, we're just trying to choose some clock, run, run, punt, run, 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 punt, run, 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 punt. Ah, oh, damn it. Now we're down a touchdown. Right. Because it's Tom fucking Brady that we're playing. Yeah. I don't know. This, this feels like a team that needs to learn how to stop their foot down when they got their foot on your throat. No, I agree. And uh, I, I certainly agree. And I had my big rant on Monday's episode uh, for those who didn't hear it. You can go check it out. It's very early in the episode. I said the F word a lot of times. Um, I've had a revised perspective, uh, a little bit of a revised perspective. Um, I was just so angry, right? I mean, this team just comes off. They, they just beat Buffalo and they spanked them. Good. And to go back to your old ways, in a sense of not being on the finish games, getting that early lead and then not be on the finish game just drove me absolutely insane like it's it it, that's what i think bothers me the most um frank reich did have a presser this this week and he explained why they didn't go to jonathan taylor but it still doesn't make sense people are just like um people are like just they're ready they're so like gung-ho to be like oh wow that's 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 okay that's okay you threw the ball 26 straight times. That's okay. I get they, they called RPOs and they trusted the Carson, you know, like the pass. They decided to go with the pass because the pass is working for a little while. But, um, but again, this is a, this, a, this football psychology and, you know, you, you have to still make these defenses honest, right? Now I look at the way that Tampa Bay came back. Okay. It was, Fournette, 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 Rojo, 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 hit Gronk for 15 yards. 
but they ran the ball. They killed time, but they ran the ball and they did good drives. I just, my biggest thing, and, and I'm so grateful for Frank Reich as our head coach. I think he's a really, he's a, one of the most wonderful people. He calmly, I never, I don't think I've ever seen Frank Reich get angry. He calmly like broke down the drive charts and all that stuff for the media, for the fans this week, because he knew he was, people were upset, but you know, when Tennessee gets down, when Tennessee gets down early with pre Derrick Henry injury, do you go away from Derrick Henry? I would probably not. Right. Um, that's what I think upset me the most is that they got away from Jonathan Taylor. Eventually that defense is going to crack. Do they have one of the best pass rushes Tampa Bay does? Absolutely. But eventually that defense is going to crack. Send Jonathan Taylor to the outside. All right. You don't have to have him run up the gut all the time. Send him to the outside and you're going to extend drives and look at, they, they moved the ball. They killed six minutes a clock against Tampa Bay in the fourth quarter on that last, the last touchdown that they scored. That's and I know I'm not an NFL coach, but that, that that's just been the thing that's this like when they beat Buffalo, when the Colts beat Buffalo, right? They they ran the ball a bunch, but to keep the defense honest, they passed every now and then. Carson would hit T.Y. Hilton, he'd hit Michael Pittman, um, this and that. And, and I acknowledge this back on Monday's episode. There was plenty of other stuff, the mistakes that occurred um, this week that are beyond Coach Wright's you know, control. However, it just, it's, it's wild that this, this, this issue just kind of keeps happening. You know, the game scripting, I think in the first half has always been good. Second half has not been great. Uh, I think he's not prepared for um, just like shuffling uh, just like when things don't go according to plan, I think it kind of messes them up a little bit. I've always kind of been that way. I uh, always kind of viewed him that way, that he's a great first half game scripter, but after that, it's, it's, it's bad, but. Um, and, you know, and half, half of coaching is making adjustments, you know? Right. I mean, Mike, Mike Tyson said it best. Everyone's got a plan that you punch in the mouth and in, in the NFL, you're going to get popped. You're going to yeah. get punched in the mouth. You know, and that, I mean, that was one of my knocks about Dable for the longest time comes out first drive, bing, 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 touchdown. Second drive, bing, 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 field goal. Oh, yeah. That Third was drive, really, two years ago. Punt, terrible. punt, 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 punt. Like, and then last drive of the quarter, okay, I don't have time to think. Go, go, bing, 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 points. First drive out of the half, bing, 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 points. And that's like, but in that in that middle gap, if we don't do well and we give up points, well, now what? Shit. Right. Like, it's a very similar situation. So, but my, yeah, I, I just, I don't understand. Like, I mean, Jonathan Taylor looked visibly like, just upset as to why he wasn't being used. Like it was, and, yeah. and how could you blame him? How, how could you blame him? I, I said this the other day. Uh, the only reason why Jonathan Taylor is not going to win MVP is because of Frank Reich. And, oh, okay. Because of usage, because of his usage. Um, but it just seems like a lack of preparedness all the time. Like this is, I think this is the sixth or seventh tet, like lead, like blown lead that the Colts have given up under the, the Frank Reich regime. And it's like, it gets old, like quick. That's, that's bad, man. It's not especially, good. Especially in the last two years, you've had one of the best running backs in the league. Yep. Like, l- give that man the football. And the, rec- and the record against playoff teams or winning record teams is not very good either. Right. And it's like, something's got to give, right? Like, something's got to eventually change. And there's so much that goes hand in hand in it. You know, oh, you got a new quarterback again. Well, I don't buy that, like... Uh, I don't buy that, like this, oh, we got to readjust everything and stuff. The Patriots just went from Tom Brady to Cam Newton to Mac Jones, and they're back in looking really good. Right. In a matter of two, a two-year turnover from Brady to, to Mac Jones, a massive, and massive to, difference. To be, to be fair, other guys that have looked good in that system include Matt Castle, uh, Jacoby Brissett. True. I mean, it's it, it's not like really Cam's the outlier of a dude who didn't look good in his system. That is fair. So I mean, that is fair. But but again, but, like it goes it, that goes to coaching though, right? Because if he's not yeah. being if if Max got to be coached up to that point to be able to yes. put this team in the right situations. Um, you know, I'm very, I'm obviously very like jaded, just down right now. And the Colts, like the Colts, will probably beat the Texans this week, and everybody will be like, oh wow, look at we did it. Um, 
I'm one of those guys who, if they don't beat good teams, I don't give a shit anymore. That's kind of where I'm at. And they have the, their next big test is that Patriots game in two, three weeks. Go Colts. Go Colts, right? Um, they, For the they, shoe. They, they kind of control their own destiny, but um, I'm like, why, why do, I want to see this team in the playoffs. There's no doubt about it, but I also want to see them and go in and do good. I know you're, you're, you look at them from a, you're a terrified, a terrified aspect and as they should be, but it's like, man, if y'all can't beat teams in the regular season, wait, I can't trust you to win the big games when the pressure's even more difficult, right? When yeah. the pressure's on you, when your back's against the wall, I don't trust you like right now as a fan. And it's, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. And I, I know I've been spoiled. I have I don't have a whole lot of room to, to say that, but you know what I mean? I, I, I'd rather see like the top seven teams right now in the AFC have a much, I feel like a much better shot of, of doing some kind of damage in the postseason than the Colts. I feel like the Colts will make, give you an interesting wildcard round game and then be bounced out. And that's, that's kind of where my jaded perspective is right now. Sounds right to me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I don't, I think they have the ability to go a little deeper. I mean, they're, they're defensively, their defense is pretty solid. Their offensive line is still, and, and, that, and this is one of the things that I don't understand. Like, oh, well, you know, the, the Buccaneers have one of the best run defenses in the league. Yeah. And you have one of the best offensive lines. That's why you fucking pay the hogs. Like, so what we're just going to, uh, we're, we're not going to, we're not going to do the thing that we're the best at because yes, there's the best at you. stopping it. Like, thank no, you. no stand toe to toe and say, all right, you big hog mollies go earn your paycheck. We'll take you to the buffet after the game. You like, don't, you don't go away from what you're good at. Right. You don't, you don't do that in any sport. Mixed martial arts. Uh, like there's one that I think of, you don't go out there and if you're Brock Lesnar, you're a good wrestler. You don't go out there and try and get to a strike fight. Like you try to go punch for punch. The, the best example of this is Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey had the world by literally the short hairs by, she had the MMA world by the balls. And she went in being a world-class judo player, having submitted everyone she's ever fought. She went in against a world-class kickboxer and said, I'm going to stand up and fight with you. Her original coach said, no, you can't. She said, you're fired and found some dude who would tell her yes. And she got her face broken. And she was never the same again. She fought one other time, tried to stand up in that fight too, and got her fucking skull caved in again. And then she went to WWE and looked like an idiot with that stupid makeup and that (laughs) fake glare that she would do. The, oh, I'm Ronda Rousey, I'm Ronda Rousey. Look, face. Ah, so dumb. Don't be, don't be WWE Ronda Rousey. Be pre skull caved in Ronda Rousey. Do what you're good at and get them on the ground and break their damn arm. That's it. That's it. But I spent, I I think I'm officially done uh, with the Colts this week. Um, We'll see it. We'll see how it it continues to the rest of the year. Uh, All right. Discussion topic number four, the AFC West is the tightest division right now in football. Every single team is above 500. Um, I believe six and five, six and five, six and five, seven and four. Yes. I believe that's where they're at with Casey at the top. Everybody else kind of tied right there. Um, how do we, how do we see things really shaking out? Uh, you know, it's, it's, everybody's beating everybody. Broncos just beat the chargers. Like what chargers beat the chiefs. I don't even think the chiefs and Broncos have played yet. No. Um, you know, Chiefs dusted the Raiders. Raiders have, you know, like it's it's so the the Ra- the Raiders beat the Cowboys. They beat the the Ravens. I, I mean, they they've got some big wins. The Broncos beat the Cowboys when they when the Cowboys were at full strength. Like, right. but at the same time, this division feels like a whole lot of nothing. Like I I I don't know why, but not a single team in this division really scares me because they all have glaring weaknesses. Glaring, absolutely glaring, which we're going to talk about next a little bit. But um, I mean, I mean, how do we I mean, I think the Chiefs are going to win this thing. Sadly, unfortunately, um, I think they're going to win this one. They're playing better football. I can't believe the how far the Chargers have fallen off as well. That's been probably been the most surprising thing to me is that they went again, first half like wonders. And then they, they got spanked by Baltimore and it was just all downhill from there. Well. I th- I'm pretty sure these guys, uh, the Chargers to me are built very much like the Chiefs. The difference is the Chiefs have like game breakers in Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. 
where I think the Chargers are more balanced right. with, with, you know, with having Austin Eckler and then Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Allen and Williams yeah. and like, so like there's, but, but they don't have that guy that has the ability to just take over a game. Right. And like, otherwise I think they're built exactly the same. Good young quarterback, talented receiving core. Uh, I give the, I actually, I give the edge in the, in the running game, at least that running back as a whole to Austin Eckler over uh, Edwards Alaire. And neither one really plays great defense all the time. The, the Chiefs have been recently, but if there's a soft spot on the team, that's it. For sure. And the Chargers are the same way. You look at the other two teams, they're built the exact opposite. Not a single thing about either of those offenses scares me. But those defensive fronts, <laughs> boy, look out. <laughs> like, if you if you could combine these four teams into two, it'd be a great division. Oh, heck yeah. Like if you gave the Broncos defense to the Chiefs and the Raiders defense to the Chargers, you'd have two Super Bowl teams. For sure. That's that's literally yeah, it's 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 crazy how it's shaped up. I, I don't know what to make of it. Because like it, 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 everything's momentum, right? Everything in football is, is momentum based. Right now, Denver actually surprisingly has a lot of momentum kind of going for them. The Chargers really don't. The Raiders, eh, they're wishy washy. Uh, Casey's got, got the kind of got the like I said, Casey's got the groove back. They're probably going to win the win the division, but um, it's weird for me right now to say that a Teddy Bridgewater led Denver Broncos team who just traded away uh, Von Miller a couple weeks ago has incredible momentum. Like right now, I mean they they've beaten realistically. Judge by things right now, uh, in the last three, in the last four weeks, they've beaten three playoff teams. Yeah, and and, and lost to the Eagles. Yeah, not but, conference, but yeah, very strange. But, but and, yeah, and 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 somehow a playoff team. <laughs> Still, Cause, yes, because nobody wants nobody wants to nobody wants to win in the NFC. Nobody. Nope. But no, I, I I agree with you. I think the Chiefs take it. Uh, I mean, they're explosive. You know, they're still explosive, and they can still run up the score. They can still play catch me if you can football. Um, and really, I don't think the two things I think separate them from the rest of the division is one. I don't think anyone else can do well enough consistently enough to hang with them. Right. And the other side of it is they've been there. Right. You know, they, they've been at the top. They know what it takes to win at this point of the season. Now, this will be the first time that they're really fighting for it, but they've been there. You know, they, they, they know what it's like to be in big games. They know what it's like to have games that, you know, go win or go home and stuff like that. And I, I think that experience is going to, going to give them a little bit of an edge here. I, th- I think so. If I, if I had to project the, the final standings, man, yeah, KC won. See, I don't even know. I don't even know why I even bother LA, doing I'm, this. I'm going Vegas number two. You think Vegas number two? They have yeah. probably the higher upside out of those those teams. Chargers, like I said, they're so good, but like they're not. They're they're just not. They're good, but they're not playing like it. They're playing like Anthony Lynn is still their head coach. Yeah. Toof. Yeah. I could see Raiders two, Denver three. I I can't you know what I can't even say that with a straight face. We're just gonna move on. <laughs> this is very very difficult. Yeah, I I could see this division having three playoff teams or one, and nothing. Yes. In the, like they're not having two, right? And and listen, if they keep muddling the waters the way they are, and like if Indy can't get their head out of their ass, and I don't know, I mean, if the Bills or the Patriots go on a three or four game losing streak in the next few weeks, which they both have tough schedules coming up, I mean. You could see a four-team playoff team out of the West. And Very it's not, possible. It, and it's it's all because none of them are really pulling away from anybody. Which is crazy to think that, like, that means a Baltimore, Cincinnati gets bounced out, or a Patriots or a Patriots or Buffalo, or you know, it gets like bounced out. Right. Yeah. It's 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 crazy. It's absolute madness right now. But um, of course, that playoff talk leads us to our final. Uh, discussion topic of the day. Jaws, uh, I asked Jaws what he wanted to talk about today, and he had a uh, very interesting, uh, we'll call it a little game. We like doing little game things here. We're calling it the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, that is that is what Jaws determined to call it. 
Uh, and we're going to play that with the teams that are currently in the playoff picture. So one through seven on the AFC, one through seven on the NFC. What is the good, the bad, the ugly? Let's start off with, uh, we'll start off on the AFC side of things with those Chargers who are the seventh seed right now. Uh, the Chargers to me are ugly. Uh, that's that, that, that team, the fact that, the fact that they're still in a playoff spot, I, yikes. Um, <laughs> this is, this is a team that like, this is going to be a very inappropriate analogy. This is like the girl that you've been like, had that you've had a crush on that you always like, Oh my gosh, she's really cute. And like, looks really good. And like, then you get her home and you, you know, start taking clothes off and then, you know, her, the teardrops fall out of her bra and, you know, her saggy butt cheeks don't look as good when they're not in those tight Lululemon yoga pants. And you're just like, oh, oh we're getting canceled. <laughs> Bring it. Bring it. Um, uh, I, but I like that's that's what they feel like. They they like they look pretty. They look shy, like, oh, Herbert and Eckler and this one and that one all by the Bosa. And, oh, my God. And then, like, you watch them play and you're like, well, they looked a whole lot perkier before. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I, I feel like they're a team that should be much better. Um, I have to agree with you in the ugly side of things for the Chargers. It's uh, it doesn't look good. They are falling down. They are uh, they were the one seed. I mean, it was a long time ago, but they were the one seed at one point, and uh, they've slipped up tremendously. All right, next up, the six seed Buffalo Bills. Good, bad, or ugly? Uh, the Bills are still good for me, and I'm trying to put my fandom aside here. Uh, I, I, I know the most about them because I watch them religiously. Um, I mean, they're, they're getting, like I said earlier, they're getting three major pieces back here. Obviously the Trey white injury is a big hurt, but I mean, we've been playing with a banged up or question mark secondary for three years and still had a pretty decent, I mean, past defense numbers, even when our defense wasn't great last year. And I think having a defensive minded head coach and a good defensive coordinator are going to make this that injury not hurt so bad. Right. Um, and I think that, I mean, this team can still put up points. This team can still, you know, flash at any time. I, I think the bills are still good. I think so too. As, it, yeah. It, it's been a, it's been a wild year for them. No doubt about it, but yeah, I, I still put them in the good category for Buffalo. Um, number five, fifth seed AFC Cincinnati Bengals. Good, bad, or ugly. I got the Bengals being good too. I mean, yes, they, sir. you know, Joe, Joe Mixon is having a great season. Oh, he's so uh, awesome. Very, a very quiet, great season. Um, but when he doesn't have to be the horse, when he doesn't have to be the only thing that they have, look what he can do. Um, that defense is playing stout, man. That defense is playing really, really well. Oh, and they have a great young uh, wide receiver and quarterback duo with Joey Burrow and Jamar Chase. So yeah, they're, they're good in my book. And uh, don't be surprised if they're not in the top four by the end of the season. Wouldn't surprise me. I'm in the good category for that. Fourth seed, Kansas City Chiefs. Good. Uh, the Chief, Chiefs yeah, are bad. Good. You think bad? Okay. I think they're bad. Uh, I, I don't think you get away with a playoff run with a, with an atrocious defense the way they have. Okay. Um, you know, I, you it, teams have shown, even not great teams have shown that they can slow your offense down. And when you can't stop people in the playoffs, you're not going to get away with uh, we're playing a subpar offense here. Um, you know, and I think that's really what it boils down to it is that defense to me, their offense, if their defense looked kind of like their offense, they'd be good. But I, I just don't think that defense could travel in the postseason. That's probably true. I will give them the good because their offense has woken up uh, a lot. I don't think Mahomes is making as many mistakes. They seem to be getting a, a little bit behind their run game a little bit more. Uh, going off of Clyde Edwards Laird that I think is Daryl Williams. Yes. Yeah. Uh, who's actually like tremendous. He's, he's really helped open up that game. Mahomes seems a little bit more calmed down. You haven't heard as much noise from Brittany or uh, his, his, his brother Jackson. Um, they seem to be just kind of getting things together. They've been rocking and rolling a little bit. I will say good, but um, I, I, I can't agree with your point. I don't know how far this team will go. I just worry about them getting hot at by the end of the season and just just being right back where they were and that's that's i don't need that in my life i don't need that in my no life kidding. uh number three the tennessee titans the tennessee titans fallen ugly for me um 
when your top three weapons are on IR, it's going to be a tough row to hoe. Uh, they're frankly, they're lucky. They started as hot as they did. Cause I don't think if they, if they were 500, when Henry got hurt, their season would be over. We'd be talking about the Colts oh, being yeah. the division champions here. And that would be the end of it. Um, I, I think they're ugly because they don't have an identity at all anymore because I mean, and who would with your top three guys being out, right. You know, that's not a knock on them. That's not a knock on, uh, Vrabel. It's not a, it's really just a fact that your your offense is absolutely wounded, and I don't care. I mean, I, I said last week, if you're going to beat the Patriots, your defense has to stand up, and they were. The problem is when your offense can't sustain drives and can't put points on the board, eventually your offense is going or your defense is going to going to going to crumble, and that's exactly what we saw on Sunday. And Correct. I I think that's going to be the case for them quite a bit going forward until they get some of those pieces back. If they get some of those pieces back this year. Right. I think AJ, I mean, it's not a season ending IR for AJ Brown or Julio or even Derrick Henry, who's supposed to be back. Um, Derrick Henry's supposed to be back in the postseason if, you know, of course they make it, but they have a very, a pretty favorable schedule ahead of them. They are still in the ugly category. Uh, I don't see them against any of these teams right now. Like, even if they slipped like seven and have to play a, a two seed. I can't see them doing damage without their weapons. Like if Derrick Henry recovers and stuff, this is a whole different conversation. Sure. If, he rec- if he's back in time for the postseason, the Titans are a little scary. A little scary. I, th- I think you need two thirds of them back. I, yeah. I, I don't think either either I, Derrick you can do without Julio. You can do without Julio. Sure. Um, and I like Henry's the most important piece. Even if you got both receivers back, I don't know if you're like you probably bump up to good. Um, or not good, but like to, to bad. Yeah. Like not, not ugly, but not great. Um, but just getting Henry back when I can stack the box and your receivers don't scare me, I'll, I'll put eight in the box and make 10. He'll beat me. That's fine. For sure. So yeah, right now, either, either one of those guys on the outside makes that offense a completely different look with Henry back. Right. Yeah. They're, they're, they're in the ugly, uh, two C new England Patriots, good, bad, or ugly. Uh, ha ha going to make me say it aren't you i am you gotta right put now, a little respect I, on them I, I do they're good um this is going to be a team this is a team that right now the way they're playing looks like it's built to travel in the postseason uh they play good defense they are absolute ball hawks as far as turnovers go right now um and they're not making mistakes you know um even when mac and cheese does make mistakes their defense is able to make up for it um you know, and he's, he has had a couple of games where he hasn't looked fantastic, but you know, you, they're, they're playing well, they're running the football and they're playing stout defense. And, you know, th- that is an old tried and true way to, to get through, you know, come January. Right. You know, they can play in all different types of situations, cold weather, warm weather, obviously well, indoor. Um, of course, I think that's a good thing. I really appreciated how just consistent that, that, that the Patriots have been, um, it's it's while Mac has had up and down kind of games, like one game will he'll torch defense for 200 something and the next he'll barely throw for a hundred um, as a unit. There's really not a whole up and down kind of thing, right? They, they kind of went, they, they win games the same way and they, Oh man, the Giants stole Jake from damn. No. Yeah. Practice squad just got the notification. Damn it! I like Jake Fromm State Farm, <laughs> but uh, but they but they win games the, the the same way. They haven't broken away from their formula. They're a team who doesn't get away from what they're good at, and that's oh. why they're dangerous. They they've never like, yeah, sure they'll game script a little bit differently, but they know what they are and they relish it. They embrace it. They sure right? do. They you know. It, uh, my co- one of our co-hosts, David, the other on Monday we did our episode. He's like Max Jones is literally throwing to Kendrick Bourne, maybe Nelson Aguilar, you know, all these washed-up dudes. Jacoby Myers, who's like just got his first touchdown after three seasons in the NFL this year. Like yeah, he's a yardage queen. Yeah, he's, you know he's what uh he's what Tiki Barber became when Brandon Jacobs' first season in the league, like. <laughs> 100, 200 yards on the ground, no touchdowns. Brandon <laughs> Jacobs, four touches, 
three touchdowns, <laughs> five yards. Like that's, that's what, it, that's what he is pretty much that dude, just all yards. No, no, tut, no tutties. So, um, so yeah, Patriots are good. And what about the Ravens? Number one seed right now in the NFL, uh, in the AFC, excuse me, eight and three. Uh, I got the Ravens as bad. And I'm going to tell you a lot of that stems off of just being inconsistent. I mean, the Browns are not a good football team. And they look like they could have went toward it. They looked like they could have beaten them. Yeah. And they absolutely, I mean, very much, very much almost could have, Um, you know, and Lamar Jackson, 20 for 32 for 165, one and four. Uh, I mean, I've, and you know this, I've been a proponent that he has grown as a passer, but it's like, he's no longer atrocious throwing the football. He's just not good at it. Um, And I, uh, he's going to have that playoff trouble again. He's going to run into a team. You know, you're, he's not going to get away with that type of game. He's going to see good defenses in the playoffs. If they make it, he's going to see good teams in the playoffs, good defenses in the playoffs, where if you throw four interceptions, you're losing, you're going home. Right. And that to me puts you in that bad category. I mean, your, your running game is feast or famine. I mean, you know, he had 68 on the ground. Uh, Devonta Freeman had 52. Murray had 14. I mean, you know, you, it, it, it seems like you run for 300 and look, pretty good throwing the football or you run for a buck 50 and don't look great throwing the football. And that, that inconsistency to me, um, you better hope your defense holds up against whoever you play. For sure. Yeah. I think in the grand scheme of things, a good team, but we're talking playoffs right now. It's playoffs. 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 Uh, it's, it's, it's bad. I, I, I don't think that they could sustain I think that if Cincinnati, you know, if they played Cincinnati again in the playoffs, that Cincy would win. I believe that. I agree. You know, full heart. I, I think that they are, you know, one of the most vulnerable number one seed. They are the, probably the most vulnerable number one seed. <clears throat> Excuse me. Right now, between the AFC and the NFC, um, I don't know how long they can handle it. Uh, how long it's going to be? I, I have to check Baltimore's remainder schedule. But they like first half of the season, really, really good. First half of the season, I thought they were amazing. Played immaculate football, really, really good, thorough, you know, overcoming stuff. Devontae Freeman just, uh, you know, playing really good out of the backfield. I can tell you that their schedule does not get easier. Uh, they're playing got, the Steelers. Yeah. Who, I mean, that the Steelers defense is still pretty okay. Uh, then they re- like, then they they go visit the Browns, right. who they just struggled against. Then they have the Packers, then the Bengals, then the Rams, and then the Steelers again. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. That's a tough break. But, um, yeah, I, I think playoff, as far as playoffs, it's bad. It, it doesn't look good. Um, have to, yeah, they have to really blow me away uh, over the next, you know, month and month stretch. Um, all right, let's go to the NFC side of things. Washington, good, bad, or ugly. Uh, I wish there was a category below ugly (laughs) and I'm going to tell you, so they're bad and they're ugly. So I have them, I do have them dual listed. Uh, it's because they're the, it's because they're in the NFC least. They get the dual category mention because if you were a two seed and coming back and playing good the way they have been like, but you're in the NFC East. So any other team would probably be listed as bad if they were in this category. But football or the football team is listed as bad and ugly because, yeah. Hey, man, only undefeated team in November this year. Ooh, I think maybe, maybe, maybe Kansas City too. Maybe, but hey, I thought I thought the Packers, the Packers are undefeated. Yeah, you're right. What the? F- no, no, I think they lost with a rod out. Oh yeah, game. the very first game. In November was the 13th to 7th loss of the Chiefs. <laughs> so, Jesus. But yeah, Washington, it's ugly. I mean, you got to look, look at this muddled mix of teams at five and six right now that are just like right there Washington, Minnesota, Atlanta, the Saints, and the Eagles and Panthers are right behind at five and seven. 
Uh, and it, it is confirmed the Chiefs are undefeated in November. They are this year. Okay. All right. Good for them. Good for them. Maybe a couple other teams, but um, but yeah, it's like I swear to God, if it, if if in a seven team format that the NFC East sends two teams, I will be so mad. <laughs> I mean, okay, okay, mad isn't a. I, I just will not understand it. I will not understand it. All right, there's a lot of other good teams out there. I will not understand a two. Uh, two NFC East teams go into the playoffs this year. And, and, and listen, it's probably not going to happen because the, the Washington football team's remainder of their schedule is the definition of fuck around and find out because they play the Raiders this weekend. And then they go Cowboys, Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles, Giants. Yikes. Five of five of their <laughs> of their remaining games after this week are divisional. Yeah. Well, that could be a good thing for them, actually. No kidding. Like I, at, at that point, you could, you could push and climb and maybe win the, the see, other- at, oh, I, this is where I want my man Fitzy to be healthy because <laughs> this is the season I called. I called Washington winning the division with Fitzy and winning and, and hosting a playoff game and taking a W from some fucking bottom feeder two seed or three seed from some asshole in some other division. But no, old man had to go break his damn hip. Yeah, I I quit. Unbelievable. All right, six oh, seed. Man. San Francisco 49ers, six and five. Good, bad, 49ers, or ugly. 49ers are bad. Uh, they're on the verge of being good. Yeah. If they keep playing this way, they got to stay healthy. I said it earlier in the show. Uh, they f- they figured something out. I don't know what they figured out, but they figured it out, and that's half the battle. So, I yeah, I'm uh, in the I'm in the bad category, bad but trending up. Yes, uh, five seed Rams. The Rams is it ugly, ugly? Is it bad? Okay. It's ugly. You go. You signed. You sign every free agent, big name out there. You trade for every big name that wants to move, and you're on a three game skid. Man, you're lucky you started hot because you you shouldn't even be in the playoffs, let alone being a two being a uh, the five seed. Yeah, I, I mean, I think they have the the tools to be a good or a bad, but it's ugly right now. Uh, four, four seed Dallas Cowboys, good, bad, or ugly. Uh, I'm gonna say bad. They've had a lot of injury issues. They've had COVID issues recently. Um, but they've kind of they've lost a couple times this over the last couple, you know, several weeks, probably two of the last three, maybe. Yeah. Maybe the last two straight. They've, I mean, they got Denver spanked them. Um, and then the Raiders beat them. Uh, I mean, it was a great game, but uh, I don't know about them boys right now. Yeah. The only, uh, they, they lost to the Broncos, beat the Falcons and lost to the chiefs and the Raiders. So uh, right now it's, it's bad. Um, I think they have a lot of potential to be good. I think if we were played this game three weeks ago, I think you I, they would have been in that good category. Yeah. But uh, I'll tell you what, man, I don't know what it is. I don't know what's going on there, but they got a lot of, a lot of pieces that are starting to crumble and they're, they're definitely pushing toward bad trending ugly. Correct. I agree with that. Three C Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucks right. are still good. How do you, how do you argue that the defending champs leading their division are anything but health issues right now, I think has been their biggest killer, but they looked, and this is part of what drives me nuts about the Colts. They looked very, very beatable where for a team who returned all of its starters and went on like a miraculous postseason run, beat the shit out of the chiefs in the super bowl. You know, this past month, they've lost to Washington. Like, Washington beat them. They've lost to far inferior teams. The Saints beat them with Trevor Seaman, for Christ, Simeon. I know. Trevor Simeon, um, you know, they lost to him. Like, I don't know. I'm, 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 I think I'm, the Bucks are bad. I don't think there's a, there's a two-peat. I don't think there's a repeat here. I don't think there's a repeat, uh, and I think they've looked beatable all season. but. I mean, comparatively speaking to everybody else, I mean, they're they're as good as anybody about like that would be above them. 
I don't know. In the NFC, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I don't know. Packers are good. Packers are Packers are one Aaron Rodgers injury away from being the fucking Jaguars. <laughs> probably, you're probably right. But man, I do love what the Packers got going on right now. I'm gonna say good for the pack. Yeah, I do. Uh, they're absolutely good. Like I said, you uh, Aaron Rodgers goes down, you can just scratch him off the playoff list. Right. That's all there is to it. And then Arizona, number one seed in the NFC. Uh, Arizona's good, but I mean the injury questions have them trending badly. You is, know, Colt I mean, is Colt McCoy going to lead a playoff playoff run here for Arizona? I don't know. I mean, what? I don't even know what's going on with Kyler Murray. Is he playing yet, or? Uh, I don't know. He posted a Thanos gif on Twitter, and nobody knows what it means. So I don't know. He's been out for the last three weeks. Um, D Hop has been out for the last month or so. Yeah. I don't know, but they're still winning games. They're still the number one team. So still finding a way to get it done. And that's the way you got to do it. But all right, everybody, that is a wrap on this week's discussion topic episode. Um, lots of stuff to unpack here. Let us know what you're thinking. Uh, we leave these discussion topic questions up. Um, we, 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 you know, we put them in the description because we want to hear from you guys as well. And I'm sure you don't just want to hear us talk, um, but give us your feedback. We want to hear what you're thinking. Love to hear uh, what, what you uh, what you have to say. If you're listening to it via the, the Facebook app, you know, comment under the, the, the podcast video, you know, the, the actual podcast link. Let us know uh, what you're thinking. We'd appreciate it. But that is it, everybody. Jaws, thank you, as always, for uh, for being a man, showing up, uh, showing up to work, as always. I appreciate it. Um, you held it down for us last week. My voice is a little bit better, th- you know, this week. So appreciate you, my man. Always, my friend. I love the punch clock. Come to work when I'm working with you. <laughs> You're a good man. Happy to have you around. But that is it, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. On behalf of Jaws and I, till next time. Oh, man, my voice cracked. Till next Ooh. time. The two-point conversation is good. good.